Bob, the relationship between the Isle of Man and the BBC is a really hot topic right now, but um, our roots, in fact, go quite a long way back. Yes, believe it or not, uh, a Manxman called uh, Frank Gill was instrumental in setting up the structure that formed the original British Broadcasting Company that was uh, operating in 1922-1923 before it became the corporation that we know today. And how did that come about? How is Manxman involved? Frank Gill, who was born in Castletown in 1866, developed a career in telephone systems. Uh, by the time he was in his 20s, he was responsible for all of Lancashire and uh, Liverpool area, and then be- went on to become uh, the chief uh, telephone engineer for all of Ireland and put in the first exchanges in Dublin and in Belfast. And his career blossomed very quickly and he took on great responsibility Uh, by the time he was in his 30s he was controlling an expenditure of getting on for seven million in 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 that era which was equivalent to about 840 million today which is twice the budget of our doi and health departments combined so this one man was responsible for dozens of exchanges in london glasgow birmingham two and a half thousand miles of telephone line in a rapidly developing market Uh, and by the time um, the radio telephone broadcasting as we know it today uh, started to develop in the early part of the last century uh, because the UK government had nationalised telephones in 1912 by 1920 the industry, including Marconi and uh, all of the other big manufacturers, were very concerned that the UK government was going to nationalise broadcasting. And they were grouping together and very concerned about the potential damage that it could do to their, their businesses. So they organised a meeting at the Institution of Electrical Engineers in London in November 1922 Um, that coincided with the appointment of Frank Gill as the president of the Institution of Electrical Engineers they asked him to chair the meeting this was a meeting between 23 different organisations including Marconi British Thompson Houston Metropolitan Vickers the Radio Communication Company and and a company called Western Electric Um, they then agreed that the big, biggest six of them would actually meet together and they refer to themselves as the big six, although the post office later asked for a company called Burndep to represent the smaller companies. But the group together asked Frank to chair the meeting and to give them an agenda and a lead and he came up with the idea of a single company across Britain to represent broadcasting. He specifically told them not to follow the American model which you can see today, which is hundreds of companies all over the country, all fighting against each other in a dis- disorganised manner. So it was Frank Gill's insistence that there was a single company, and against the will of Marconi and British Thompson Houston, told them they're going to have to share their intellectual property, their patents on all their radio broadcasting equipment to form this single company. And in one account I've read, he banged their heads together and the dissenters finally agreed to form a single company. So once Frank had agreed 
with all of the companies, this was the way forward for a single company and the organisation was agreed with them. He was then promptly offered a position in America but everything that followed on, the formation of the British Broadcasting Company in November 1922, his groundwork was adopted and the British Broadcasting Corporation eventually followed on a few years later. And we're recognising the incredible work of this gentleman with a series of stamps. Tell us a little bit about those. The stamps have been prepared uh, with the philatelic section of the post office and working with uh, the graphic artist Andrew Robinson, who's done an amazing job taking black and white pictures and photographs and, and, and transforming them into colour images. And they cover Frank's early career in, in Dublin, uh, the work he did up in Belfast and the exchanges he developed in the UK. The, I think it's the £1.10 stamp focuses on the BBC and shows the logo of the BBC at that time with the logos of the, the other three, sorry, the other six um, companies that uh, were the foundation of the BBC. Um, and then the £1.85 stamp shows... Uh, him participating in the very first transatlantic radio telephone call. So radio telephone in the 1920s was the, I suppose, the very early precursor to the modern mobile phone. It's, although at the time the actual equipment wasn't mobile, but the actual signal was, was radio, same as the modern telephone. And he did that in January 1923 from his own office in London. It's quite simply a breathtaking first. A Manxman was the first person to call New York on a transatlantic radio telephone call. 